Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Brooke Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is, Nick. Um, and uh, guys, we just want to let you know right up front, okay? We're going to review a, a, a show that is new to us. And um, if you guys haven't figured that out already, we kind of do this a lot where we kind of watch something we've never seen before. And uh, we provide the service of watching some of this trash so you don't have to. But you can if you want. And you might want to. I mean, we kind of want to. Yeah, so we watch get it. it. <laughs> but, um, you know, if you're new to our podcast, and we may have, uh, it seems like with numbers, we have a, a few new listeners. Maybe Welcome, new blowhards. Probably based on our recaps. You're checking out our Monday, our main app. And thank you so much. And if you are new to the show, please do something for us. Scroll to the bottom of the Apple Podcast app and rate us five stars. Write a little something nice. It's something free for you guys to do for us since we provide a free service for you. Ashley does not like when I say that. Yeah, I really don't. She doesn't like the free service thing, but yeah. it's really the truest thing out there. I mean, this is a free podcast. It's, it costs you nothing. It takes six seconds to just tap that fifth stars at the bottom of the Apple Podcast app. So do it. Just do it. It helps this podcast out immensely. You don't even know. I, in fact, we don't even know how it helps it out. <laughs> I, it, we don't know how it helps it out, but we know that it really does and that it's life or death for podcasts, depending on how many reviews they get. We need some get. reviews. We need more reviews. Um, let, let's just put it this way. I'm not about to open up the books here on the podcast, but I will say that there are... <laughs> So many more people listening to this podcast than uh, the reviews and ratings reflect. This is why I don't like it when you say we should do so they should do something free because I don't want you to get angry at them for not I'm having not reviews. I'm not. It's not anger. Okay. Not yet, at least. Not yet, at least. <laughs> it will. Because I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. At least I, I listened to years and years of podcasts and never reviewed it because I didn't realize how important it was until I started doing a podcast. So that's what I'm saying. Like we don't want to come off harsh to our listeners. Well, well, I'm not trying to come off harsh, but I will say, fuck you if you're not doing that. <laughs> and if you haven't reviewed us, I'm going to come to your house and punch you right in the tit. You guys, he will. He really will. Um. So also, I want to say sorry. I have, I'm have. i a little under the weather. <laughs> Nick um, has a apologies. cold. I think Ashley might have brought this cold back uh, from, uh, where were you, Virginia? I was in Virginia for a week. Um, I was visiting my grandparents. I was doing a grandparents trip. Something that's fun about my family is that no one really speaks to each other. So I have to break up my trips for specific chunks of people. Um, when I go to like visit Nick's family, it's great because everyone comes. Everyone kind of either lives together or comes to one central place. It's not like we got to go drive here and spend the day here and I'll drive here and spend the day here. But that is what it's like when I go home. It's a lot of uh, very tightly scheduled, secluded one-on-one -on -one time with specific family members. You guys, it's just you, a family member, sitting in the living room, uh -huh. staring eye to eye, yep. going over all the good times that you've had in the past. Yeah, basically. And they're so, my grandparents, I hadn't seen them for about a year because, you know, going home, let's say I get to go home like what, four, three or four times um, a year. Well, that usually goes to one time for my mom, one time for my dad, and my little brother, you know, one time for a grandparent, one time for a different grandparent, you know, so it gets all split An up. uncle or two mixed uncle in or the two. mix. This time um, I ended up one of the uncles um, I ended up just having lunch with. 
um, one-on-one. And, you know, I, I would like, I would like us all to come together as a group, the Robertses, the Hendersons, let's all meet up. Do you think that this podcast is going to turn into a <laughs> podcast where you reunite your two separated sides of your family? I would love that. Is this called, is this going to be called reuniting Ashley or something yes, like that? Yes, that should be my reality show. Well, there you go. If you give us enough reviews, guys, <laughs> if we get hit 1,000 reviews, we will get Ashley's extended family back together. So something happened that happened while I was away was Nick, um, he did a whole recap of the challenge for our recap episodes and the reason why I'm bringing this up so I don't know you guys are our Monday listeners I don't know if you know that we have a another show let's just put it this way there's tons and tons of crossover but um there is uh there are some people that listen to one that don't listen to the other and I won't say which one is which yeah so we have our recaps do better than this episode guys oh come on sorry is that <laughs> true is that of true? course of course This is what happens. And this is the reason why I didn't want this to be just the Nick and Ashley show. You need to be focused on your podcast. Podcast 101, if you want to have a chance to be successful, make sure it's as specific as possible. Um, And so this is a pretty specific podcast. We talk about reality television, not just television, about reality television. And we got a good amount of listeners just based off that. But if you even make it more specific and you just talk about one specific, then that means people of the super fans of that show are going to seek that out. And that's what's happened here. And it's not the first time that I've noticed this podcast phenomena uh, in one of my podcasts. Uh, As I've, I've mentioned before. I've done a podcast in the past with a past guest, Sachi Ezra, and it's called Junk Food. You could still listen to it. There's like 300 episodes on iTunes somewhere. Um, we'll just search Junk Food. It's the only podcast called Junk Food. And we were doing a podcast that was about guilty pleasures and about uh, eating candy and stuff like that, all junk food stuff. And we started a separate podcast where we were watching a junkie show that we kind of liked Uh, we thought was funny to review, which was Girl Meets World, which was the reboot of Boy Meets World that the Disney Channel had a couple years ago for like three seasons. Soon as we started recapping that show, we like tripled our listeners. And it was strange because now you're kind of pigeonholed into watching the show and recapping and spending all this time on doing something that you didn't necessarily set out to do. Now on this podcast, we set out to do recaps. Oh, wait, I'm like losing my... Uh, yeah, what's going on with your mic? And I, also, I, I think just... think because I, I banged the table twice. It's okay. But anyway... I don't see how this is going to get my family back together. Oh, I, I kind of felt like if I kept talking about <laughs> boring podcast stuff, that they would eventually show up. Yeah, that's hug. not how it works. Is that not how it works? No. Okay, I see what's going on. It's here. Lily, huh? It's Lily. Okay, let's take a pause. Hey, folks, uh, apologies right there. I was trying to blame my cat for technical issues, and I think it was just our technical equipment. (laughs) (laughs) Or me, one or the other. Anyway, Ash, you were bringing up the fact I had a long-winded bullshit tangent (laughs) I went on (laughs) that broke our equipment, but you were talking about the fact that I did a solo. Yes, uh, recap, and I was just really impressed with it, Nick. I thought you did such a good job. It was an hour, which is too long, okay? It It was was slightly (laughs) long. It was slightly under an hour. (laughs) Um, I was just impressed because usually with our recaps, if you guys don't know, I take notes during the show, and 
then Nick adds some flourish when we rec- we um, recount it everything. I'm on the, the color recap. guy. I You're do the co- color, I, yeah. I do color commentary. And so here's the thing: is that once a long time ago, Nick tried to take notes for the recap, and they were just really poorly done. It would be it was like five minutes of notes, and then he just kind of forgot the rest. He got caught up in the show. So I was worried. I was honestly concerned while I was away um, that he wasn't going to be able to recap it. But not only did he take intense notes, but he also had a lot of fun color in there as well. Nick, how do you feel? I was a one-man commentary team. You were. Uh, It was pretty wild, man. I felt like Joey Styles out there. Do you want to do it without me again? Yeah, of course. And from now on, that's how it's (laughs) going to go. Even if you're home, you're just going to sit there and watch me do it by myself. I'm going to stare at you. You know, no, I prefer to have somebody. It's it's easier to have somebody do it for you and then you yeah. kind of just pepper in stuff. But I did see sort of how I I did feel the power of mm. the solo um the solo recap mm. to where I could spend as much time on something because what what the listeners, the blowhards don't know out there is when I when we're doing recaps and I'm going on one of my classic shitty tangents, Ashley is giving me the wrap it up sign and we have to move on. And so I can't spend what I think was maybe around 11 minutes dissecting CT, which is what I did on the last recap. I listened back. I thought it gave it enough. I was making my point. I wasn't disappointed in what I did. I thought I did a good job, too. Yeah, you were great. I, and I think I learned a lesson, which is let you ramble. I can ramble as long as you want me to, of course. But no, I, I don't think I think it's good that what we do is is not as long as the television show itself. <laughs> I mean, Yours if you're watching actually it, longer. Well, if you're watching without commercials, it's longer. If you're yeah. watching with commercials, it's like about a minute shorter. <laughs> yeah, basically. You know, I was thinking of something while we were blaming Lily for the uh, the tech issue, uh-huh. which is that we've never watched any cat-based reality shows. Are there? Yeah, there's Cat Daddy. Oh yeah, but I've watched that in the past. So have you? I I don't I don't remember. I have totally watched it. Okay, and, yeah, we should Bad review cats. that. Remember we watched Bad Cats at one point. What like was there was that? like a a Netflix thing called just called Bad Cats. Oh, that um, sounds familiar. Yeah, we've watched some cat shit. This is before the pod. This is de- yeah pre pod pre pod pre pod pre Lily pre pod. Um yeah, but well, I thank you. I, I thank you for. I mean, you're you're the best at it. You're the best recapper in the house. So wow. I mean, it's I do it's, have a degree in recapping. It does feel like an honor for you to tell me that I didn't uh, screw up too bad. I enjoyed it a great deal. I I was the only time I've ever listened to um uh, any of our shows bell to bell. Uh, I'll tell you that much. Bell to bell. Oh, start to finish? Yeah, start Ah. to finish. Mm -hmm. Now, what happened for me was I was trying to watch the challenge while I was at my grandmother's house, and she was delivering truths about life during the challenge. So I did not get to fully... You told me that. What was going on? Why would you even attempt to watch something like the challenge? Because Uh, we had been watching basketball games, and my cousin, my little cousin was over, and it was all just kind of like the TV's on, and we're all loosely chatting. But as soon as um, my cousin left... And we changed the bat from the basketball game to the challenge. I think my grandmother just like what happened was is that she was interested in the basketball games because she watches basketball and she was not interested in the challenge. She was not into it. So as soon as it changed, the spell was broke um, and the spell being her watching television. So she just turned to me and started telling me, um, you know, things that she's learned in this life, which is better than the challenge. Is it? It it is. 
it okay. is. All right, fine. But I feel like I, you know, I, I absorbed through osmosis some of the things that was happening while I was talking with her because it was still playing in the background. And then your recap truly painted the picture. Well, I'm uh, happy. I, you obviously, the, the new episodes are coming up on Wednesday that we are going to be recapping together. Mm-hmm. You have to watch the previous episode i will i'll yeah, watch even it. if even if my recap was was so detailed i and already crisp. watched it but i'll watch it again okay good um <laughs> i would like to get into uh the main feature of today's show and then we can discuss some of the other things we've been watching how do you feel about that um i don't want to do that okay i would like to first talk about some other stuff that we've been watching take a break and this is normally i wouldn't talk about this stuff on pod yes this is based on the fact that i'm gonna have to sew some stuff together because of our technical issues okay in the first couple of let's do it so um i don't know if i've mentioned the fact that i am completely caught up with the brand new season of real housewives of beverly hills have i talked about that it's only been about four episodes. No, I'm not too not. sure if I talked about any of them. I just want to say this season is so much better already than the last few seasons. Um, and I'm very, very thrilled about it. I don't have many details to talk about because it is pretty early. But this entire Dorit gave one of... Uh, well, let me tell you because you don't watch the show. Yeah. You know these characters or you know Lisa Vanderpump of course so Lisa Vanderpump um there was a lot of rumblings you know as we've been talking about in the past few weeks on this show a lot of stuff happens over social media or on the internet you get a tip that something's going on during the filming Mm -hmm. and I don't like as I stated before while the show is going on somebody who is on involved in the show going on social media and kind of debunking things right. that does not help my entertainment that's stuff. not how it happened this is yeah. how it happened don't like that but what they I, left out xyz here's what i do like and this is something that the older ladies do um from the real housewives uh they like things get leaked to the press and you find you just kind of read about in like a radar online that Lisa Vanderpump isn't shooting with the rest of the cast and she's pissed at the production. That, my friend, is hype. And that (laughs) is something that you want. I mean, I'll I'll give you another instance of it. Um, Two, about a year ago or year plus, Real Housewives of New York, there was that huge uh, uh, story on the internet about how while they were shooting on a boat that had almost capsized and and like people had to be taken to the hospital and yada yada. And to me, I was like, they were shooting? Like, they better show this. And I was so excited for what uh, occurred. And then honestly, what occurred did not live up to the hype in my opinion. But still, stuff like that, will really get me hyped about a season. And what's gotten me hyped about the Beverly Hills season is this Lisa Vanderpump is pissed at a lot of people. Mm. And it seems that the beginning of it is Lisa lost her brother over between seasons. Uh, Her brother committed suicide. And now you're seeing Lisa in a state that we do not see Lisa in, which is sad, depressed, crying on camera oh my goodness this woman does not cry on camera hold on lisa vanderpump's brother committed suicide he was i believe a long time battling with long time issues substance issues and they were very close apparently and she committed suicide he he and uh hey listen i'm not into gender stuff (laughs) or at least the right ones i just wanted to make sure that lisa didn't (laughs) commit suicide. no, no 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 Um, so she's also lost a couple of pets. The right ones. What do you mean by that? 
Well, I was just saying, like, I was making a joke about genders. Like, I'm not into genders, or at least not the right ones, because I was just mixing genders. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Because there's no right one. Well, no, but Lisa, for Lisa, there is. She is a female. (laughs) Yes. You know what I mean? So by calling her a male, that would be the wrong thing to call I'm so sorry. I had you explain this. I'll talk about this for an hour. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so uh, basically, she's got a lot of issues going on on top of that. She has her Lisa Vanderpump like rescue dog rescue place that was a big thing last season and has continued to be a big thing. As we all know, Lisa doing a lot of good things for pets, uh, specifically dogs out there Um, on like she's like the CEO or like she's like the first chair in leading the charge on getting this like crazy festival in, I think, China. Uh, with this there's a crazy festival where they're like just sailing and eating dogs or something what <laughs> she'd made a documentary about it it's like a crazy thing why are the dogs she's leading the charge from? you gotta watch the show it was really horrible to see last oh my season God. She, they screened a movie it was terrible um but lisa is really really into this it is Put interesting it though that people will eat lamb and not think twice about it but i won't eat, eat lamb. a dog i don't eat lamb they're weird you eat cows yeah cows are dumb what <laughs> all right i don't want to get into this <laughs> Um, I don't think cows are dumb. I think they're really smart guys, and that's why I eat them. <laughs> cows can do puzzles. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's true. Pigs so can. can you? Maybe Pigs I'll can. eat you. How dare you? So, uh, needless to say, very much into that. Started her own rescue. She was kind of doling out rescue dogs to her friends, like basically, like come adopt a goddamn dog, rich ladies. Yeah. And so they did. And I guess Dorit, one of the newer cast members, Uh-oh. but. Brought in by Lisa, was like friends with Lisa outside the show. She returned the dog? Well, here's the thing. There's a rule, right? You if you get a dog from Vanderpump, whatever, you're you can't bring it you cannot get rid of it. This is you're taking this dog. We're making sure that you're taking it. But we know things come come up. We know things happen. If you have to part with this dog, you bring it back here. Uh-oh. Because they're rescuing these dogs from kill shelters. Well, what happens? <gasps> So I believe the full story is Dorit has a dog. Uh-oh. And she goes and adopts it uh-huh. from Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah. Brings it home. Yeah. Something happens where the dog is bites a little kid or something. Oh, God. Brings it back. Gets a different one. What? Brings it home. Not having it. They're having issues with this dog. Uh-oh. She, in her words, instead of bringing it back to the Vanderpump place. No. Gives it to a friend. What? And the friend takes it in. The friend gives it to a kill shelter. No. Or a shelter. They don't say kill shelter, but it ain't Vanderpump Dogs. Uh-oh. So all of the Vanderpump Dogs have a chip that Vanderpump knows about. Uh-oh. Like, And they look, and they found, when they were looking through this dog, they got the dog, they scanned it, they realized this was a Vanderpump Dog. They find out who the owner was. It was Dorit. <gasps> One of Ms. Vanderpump's best friends in the whole wide world. Oh, my God. On the first episode, other cast members from Beverly Hills go with Vanderpump to the Vanderpump Dog's place and kind of just look around. It's just kind of like a how you doing hangout. A piece of information gets leaked out through one of Vanderpump's workers at the dog place to these other women on the show, the other cast members. That story gets out that Dorit brought her dog to a shelter and not back. No. And Lisa Vanderpump has this information already, and you can tell completely seething, but also trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. And that is kind of where we are, where Dorit now knows that the entire cast knows that she gave her dog up to a shelter, 
and Lisa, who was her best friend on this show, so much so is that she was getting in, um, uh, Dorit was getting in between the relationships of the other women and Lisa uh, when she showed up. Um, Kyle, uh, her one of her main storylines is she is upset that Lisa does not treat her like as good of a friend as she treats some other people, including Dorit. And that was big. Dorit, you're getting involved. You're taking Dorit's side. Why? We've been friends for years. What's going on? Um, and now Dorit's on the on the skids with Lisa Vanderpump. But at this moment in the show, it's all bubbling underneath. It's mm. all bubbling. And Dorit knows she Dorit knows the jig is up. All the women know the jig is up, but Lisa's playing a I understand. I completely understand. You know, things happen, but if you would have done things right, they wouldn't have. Like that's Ooh. kind of her mode. Like, I get I got it. chills. They're multiplying. Um, so <laughs> I mean, that's basically what's going on in this show currently. Uh, and it seems that it's either this or a multitude of things that force Lisa to be out of the group or not wanting to be involved in the group. And we keep seeing, you know, clips of what's coming on in the beginning and the, in the, for the rest of the season, it's, you know, Lisa and, and her husband, Ken cursing at Kyle and, and, and st- so it, some wild shit is about to unfold. This is the most snooty of all of the cast, which means like when you make a wrong move with any of these OG women on this cast, it's really hard to come back when on other casts, you know, maybe Dallas, a new cast, a place that maybe isn't as highfalutin as Beverly Hills. Yeah. All these women are, um, all these women are, uh, um, loosely based in entertainment. Like they're really, really rich and they also have been living the nice life for a long time. So it's much harder to get back on the inside with these women than it is, I, I would say, on some of the other casts. Uh, let's just say maybe um, New York, New York removed because they're, they've had they've been going on for so long and they have their own issues. So basically, uh, is another long-winded way of me saying I'm so in for this new season. I'm so excited for New York to premiere. I think this coming week or next week it's coming back. Um, the reunions for New Jersey have been bonkers and strange and weird. Um, I, it seems like Melissa and Teresa want to beat each other up, but like Melissa has like a new found confidence with Teresa, her sister-in-law, where I haven't seen this before. It's happened all season long where she's honestly telling Teresa in the moment how she feels about what Teresa is doing and saying. Teresa, they must have had a real come to Jesus moment off camera when either she went to jail or prison and came back or now subsequently her husband going to prison um, to where they were like, listen, for now on, we're not going to go behind each other's backs and talk shit. When I feel like you're being an asshole, Teresa, I'm going to tell you because I want you're my family and I want this to work out. She's been doing it all season, and now on the reunion, she's just looking at her and being like, Teresa, you sound crazy. She's kind of speaking the what, she's kind of saying what I kind of feel like uh, uh, everybody is thinking. It's like, what are you doing this for? Like, instead of her kind of rolling her eyes, looking strange, and then in an interview being like, I don't know what's going on. She's doing it all straight up, which is forcing Teresa to have to explain herself, which is making Teresa sound like she's either pretending to not understand things or like truly not smart at all. 
Because um, when you're forcing somebody like Teresa to have to talk about her reasoning for things and why she's making certain moves and why she's saying certain things, you you realize the emperor's got no clothes. You know what I mean? You realize, oh, you're like, you're like simple. You know what I mean? And you don't, you think that you were going to kind of, you wield enough power that if you say something, no one's going to question it. And now people are like, Teresa, you sound crazy. Why would you back her up? She smashed a glass and tried to stab me with it. Well, you said some stuff too. Teresa, she broke a glass on the side and held it to my face. I just feel like if somebody said something about my husband, I'd get mad. Teresa, what's going, like, hello? Like, that sort of thing. Like, is anybody in there style talk to Teresa? I find this to be exhilarating. Because really nobody talks to Teresa because she is... She is running the show. Like, there is no show without her, really, at least now. Um, there could be in the future because new cast members have come in who are kind of bonkers and have their own stories. But Teresa even said to one of the new women on the show during um, the either the uh, part one of the reunion or part two, she looked at her and they were having like an argument where this other woman who's Melissa's friend is like not backing down on Teresa at all. Like, I don't, you're not, I don't care about your threats. I don't give a shit. You're like a lowlife, basically. And she's like, well, you better because anybody else who, look around, anybody else who's talked to me is not sitting here anymore. Talk to me like that is not sitting here anymore. And that's the first time you're ever hearing Teresa actually say like, no, 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 no. Like, if I don't want you on this show, like you won't be on this show. Now, I don't know how true that is anymore. But it definitely was dang true for a while because she was moving through uh, relatives and cast members like water for a little bit. So that's just my little ta tangent on my uh, my precious housewives seasons that are popping off right now. And I cannot wait for New York. I, re I will definitely report back when I uh, get to watch that first episode. Looking forward to it. Ashley. What do you have to say? I think that sounds like high drama, high stakes. The dog thing reminds me of when Lena Dunham returned her uh, shelter dog to a shelter and she got a lot of flack for it. I think that this will be uh, a, a long storyline for years to come. Also, I love when people are getting caught out on their BS. So this Teresa storyline sounds great as well. Something I would like to talk about is X on the Beach. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Which has been so, so good this season i would say x on the beach season two is way better than x on the beach season one how do you feel about that um i, I agree do you even remember season barely one? yeah it was Corey and taylor it's crazy to me that x on the beach season one featured paulie and i just don't remember him at all on that show paulie oh my god i forgot he was on that you know it's interesting um some of our faves are on the show but they're not necessarily involved in any like real romantic plot lines like Nuris and Deandra are on the show we love them but they're not having the, all of their romantic quote unquote storylines are really really um uh like background noise whereas you know this thing that's happening with Nicole and Chad is real. That's a real relationship. This thing with Maya and Malcolm seems like it's half for the show, but half real. Um, th what they're doing with Nerese and Deandra is they're turning them into a comedy duo, especially on this last episode. We had them sneaking around, heads popping over the fence, eavesdropping. They were they were adding the entertainment value to last week's episode. True or false? True-ish. Uh, I didn't find it very entertaining at all. You didn't think it was funny when their heads are popping? No, nah, I kind of, the whole time I was just thinking what you were thinking, which was like, why isn't Deandra like 
hooking up with anybody or like trying, you know, she just seems yeah. like she's living in a house. She is just living I, in I was a actually house. thrown by the fact that, and I was thinking about this last week where I was like, nobody hooks up on, there's no hookups on this show. And I said this during the episode where during, um, uh, um, uh, I can't think of either Nelson and Angela. Angela had like a formal date in a hot, hot tub. tub and it was like, then they kind of made out. And to me, I was like, anytime we see a hookup, it's like in a formal date, like talking atmosphere, like no one is getting drunk and just hooking up with people. And I wonder if that's something they're just not showing to make this look like a more legitimate dating i need to find love show because on the challenge people are getting drunk and hooking up all the time and the same people are on those shows yeah here's the thing nicole and chad we did not see them hook up we just saw them talking and now they're in like a relationship with real feelings i think they had some drunken hookups that for whatever reason we didn't see because we were watching maddie and jay and maddie and uh what's his name Corey Brooks, you know, I think we missed out on that. But you're right. There is no just sloppy, drunken hookups. And the thing with Angela and Nelson was so produced, so scripted beat by beat. Even the night camera shot of them like cuddling under the covers seemed like, okay, we're going to and we're going to get a night camera shot. That seemed completely produced. Um, I would say the hey, big. Cool. Can I just make a comment about uh, Nelson and Angela? That yeah. Whole scene. Yeah. She um, it was really funny. They get in the hot tub and then. Nelson goes, um, you know, Angela, uh, I'll tell you what, I, I think that you're, you're awesome and I like you so much. And the, the time that I really knew that it was different was when I actually got to know you and I was like, wow, she's great. And I was like, <laughs> and Angela then cuts to an interview. She's like, literally like, I'm in love. Like, I can't. <laughs> and I was just like, why did he feel the need to be like, I think you're really great. But when I knew that you were really great, the first time I figured out you were really great was when I got to know you and I was like, she's really great. Yeah. And Nelson's I was like, not great with words. No. And, and to me, I was like, I was like, as soon as he said that, I was like, Oh my God, Nelson. And then you cut to Angela and she's like, Literally, no one's ever said that to me before. (laughs) Angela, I I mean, I think I find both of these characters, these uh, reality personalities to be so fun to watch. I like both of them. Um, I like that they're together. They they interest me They're I find them highly watchable, both of them. what I want to talk about is two things. One is about two or three weeks ago, there was an episode where Nelson was talking about Angela and he was talking about how he was attracted to her. And he was like, I just like crazy girls. And you looked at me and you said, I think a lot of these guys say they like crazy girls. And what they actually mean is they like women with strong personalities. Yeah. Can you elaborate on that? Not really. I mean, it's pretty much just that. Why I think, are I they think saying that, uh, that Because then? I think... Um, to some men that uh, when a woman uh, when a woman isn't just kind of being subs- subs- subservient submissive i guess submissive or just kind of like quiet yeah. and like just there agreeable agreeable that's a good way of saying it. agreeable and like they're like no i'm just going to speak my mind and say things that that i think about and stuff like that that a man goes whoa look at this crazy bitch <laughs> <laughs> It's like, uh, like, like, uh, we're a fight. Like, here, you answer this with your own, um, <laughs> your own words, right? Yeah. Boy, um, my pretty much my favorite mixer in a cold brew is almond milk. What about you? I prefer oat milk. It's- Whoa, this fucking crazy <laughs> ass bitch. Whoa, I like this. You know, like, uh, you know. Anyway, that was me playing a, a dumb guy character. That's why yeah. I was using the B word. You know, but uh, that's what I, I sort of 
feel that's what the intention is when that's being said. It's like, I like a girl with a big personality. Like, I like a girl who knows how to speak her mind and not, I'm into crazy girls. Now, I also see that there are some men out there who like a woman who, like, they're kind of a, like who likes to fight maybe yeah well and, women like that in men too right so there there is there's this... a type of personality that's attracted to a very sort of like abrasive personality and i would say that so that with that being true i would say that maybe my opinion holds only about 75 percent of its weight because yeah. there is that there is that area of, of guys that are like no like uh, after we're done having sex man I, I turned over she was holding a knife to my throat like that does seem crazy, yeah. And I can see how there's a certain sect of men out there that uh, that gets them going. You know what I it's mean? It's like when Tony Soprano was attracted to that woman who was mentally disturbed in season four. I think the Latina was that who it was. The she saw the same. Um, she saw the same therapist as him. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't remember. She's a good actress. I yeah, great yeah. actress. Um, hey, yeah. if you guys haven't watched The Sopranos, check it out. And while we're at it, <laughs> check out The Wire. <laughs> okay, the other thing I wanted to discuss about last week's episode was this Nicole, Maddie, Chad situation. I My heart is breaking for Nicole. I feel like this Maddie girl, she's 21, she's 22, she's blonde, beautiful, Barbie doll type. Not a day older than 12. She, she, her, her personality and her cruelness is so off-putting. And I, I think Nicole just really summed it up perfectly when she said that girl is just a small town girl with a small town mentality who doesn't understand what people go through and I think Nicole has just really been put through the ringer on social media um, and I think it is unjust and I think what Maddie is doing is bullshit and it has me very mad she's insulting Nicole's looks constantly and she did call her now, this was unaired. This was unaired. Uh, here we go. And so if you did not watch this episode or you did watch it and you don't want to know this, then fast forward it two minutes. But she did fast forward the pod two minutes because I'm going to say that all reports that have been out on the internet is that the reason why Nicole was so upset was because Maddie was calling her a slur that we use for trans or not we people have used for trans a, a term that we use in our household <laughs> Next. Oh, sorry. for transgender people and she was saying a slur that mtv edited out for whatever reason and i think mtv i think it's a shame you edited this out i thought you had already learned when camilla said a racial slur on the challenge that fans deserve to know what these people are saying and how hateful it is so that they can hold them accountable for their words. Nick, what do you think about MTV editing this out? Slippery slope. Because then you have to edit everything in. How many things are we not seeing? If you say something like that. Okay, but what about the thing that because, Malcolm said about Deandra that I had to previously edit out of this podcast? That was that a I just rumor. Said. 
that was only about Deandra, Maddie's saying a word that affects a whole group of people. I bet you that I bet you that phrase that Malcolm said about Deandra uh, affects a whole group of people as well. Not to mention you have on the challenge what happened not a couple the of weeks thing. ago. The other things that weren't edited out that people are up in arms about, or that was edited out that people were up in arms about, which was the fact that uh, Theo and Johnny Bananas uh, tied up Amanda uh, without her realizing it, and she was crying to be let go. Like you know what and I they mean? Taped and her mouth. They shut. taped her mouth shut. Listen, this is what I'm saying. If you want to enjoy this stuff, you have to put the blinders on, dog. Because these are some sociopath people, these are some angry people, and these are some young, dumb kids who are on there being exploited and making money off of it. And when you're in that realm, you have to kind of understand that you, you get what all that realm gives. This is not a positive atmosphere for anybody involved. The people who are in the show, the people who are making the show, and the people who are enjoying the show. So... Just, I've already committed to, to giving me this, give me that story that you want to tell me. Fine, I'll take it. And I'm just going to have to pretend that everything else is peaches and cream. Because if not, you turn over that stone, you're going to find a whole lot of bugs, baby. I think if people are using racial or, um, I think if people are using slurs, then they should be exposed. That is my personal feelings. I think that, I don't think that's enough. Because they're still making money off of, they're still getting fame off of it. So I kind of feel like if you're going to go that far, you might as well say if you're going to use there, we have a no tolerance policy for that. If you use terms like that, it's as good as punching somebody in the face and you're getting thrown off the show. Good. I think that should be a policy. So then you can add it onto the show because they don't edit out fights. Yeah. Add that in and they don't kick edit these out people fights. out. Maddie should be kicked out. If she is saying those things, she should be kicked out of the house. Um, Maddie shouldn't be brought on the show. She's 14 years old. Maddie is, yeah, she's the worst part of this season so far. Now, let's get into the show that we watched to talk about today. Are you good with that? Yes. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we will be talking about Love After Lockup. See you in a sec. Folks, we're back. So we watched a little show that has been pretty popular on the internet. We've been seeing a lot of hashtags. We've been seeing people talk about it. So we decided to check it out. It's called Love After Lockup. This was one of those shows where they had a season one that was so popular, they cranked out a season two while the season one was still airing, and they put out a season two like a couple months later. Now, yeah, and Nick is 100% right. The first episode of this franchise aired on January 12th, 2018. I feel like I've been hearing about it since that they're in the middle or at the end of the season two already so that's wild so um this is a we tv show and i'm just going to read the synopsis real quick so you guys get an idea of what it's all about the phrase ball and chain takes on a whole new meaning in love after lockup couples meet their potential future spouses for the first time once the bars are removed from the relationship the way is full of bumps and some strong emotions along its rocky road but these inmates are tasting freedom for the first time in a long while join them as they leave their paper and pen behind and jump straight into dating meeting the family and experiencing our first time nerve-wracking moments excuse me meeting the family and experiencing other first time nerve-wracking moment Woo! This show, I've got a lot to say about this show, um, but we watched the first episode of the first season and right away it was very clear to both of us that this season is modeled after 90 Day Fiance. 
Um, it seemed very similar I, in the structure. Yeah, absolutely. It seemed very similar in the uh, the type, not the type of, yeah, the type of people. The type of people. You know, you've got on one hand some people in um, semi-desperate situations. These people coming out of prison are, um, they're shell-shocked. They're trying to create a life where they won't have to go back to prison. They're desperate for connection, for human intimacy. And then you have another group of people which um, are the people on the outside who are in love with them. And these people seem like they are a little driven, a little bit more driven by fantasy than reality. We're getting some of these synopsis of their relationships make me feel like they're not 100% clued in to all the possible situations. Blinded by love, would you say? I would, but it does, it feels very specific in the same way of 90, I watched 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days, Yeah, and I'll say that the people in America who were going to go meet their international lovers, they were wrapped up, it seemed very clear to me, were wrapped up in a fantasy, um, that they had built this whole idea of the person around the person, and then that idea was being sort of shattered when they actually met. For the most part. For the most part. Um, and I, I, that is the same vibe I got from this. Um, the difference here is that the people, instead of being international lovers seeking citizenship, these people are, you know, inmates seeking asylum, normality, you know, a normal life outside of prison. Um, and I, I, at first you and I were both totally brought in by the characters um we both found there's so many entertaining people to watch i mean this is a show chock full of personalities right off the bat that being said about 45 minutes into the show i i had to start checking out because i was finding it to be depressing what aspect I could just sense these worlds colliding, this fantasy, and then the real life situation. I could see it playing out, and it, it made me sad for everyone involved. It felt exploitive. Um, these sort of shows. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. You didn't realize that going in? I guess I didn't. <laughs> Doing a documentary series or a reality show based on people who are going to marry people in prison and prisoners are featured on it? Yeah, I don't know. It didn't feel exploitive. I guess in some ways all reality television is exploitive, but these people in particular didn't seem to have... I would say competition reality shows seem to be maybe the least exploitive. If not exploitive, not at all. Like... I never feel like people on Chopped are being exploited, right? Yeah. But Chopped Jr.? So it's, I do a little bit. And I kind of feel like the the thing is how much, um, how, how aware is our subject? Yeah. You know what I yes. mean? And I don't know that A, the prisoners are super aware of how they're being depicted on this show. Yes. And they're just saying yes because, like, they have nothing. So it's like, yeah, this seems like an opportunity. Like, Mm -hmm. I'll participate. And B, the people outside who are going to marry these people in prison, you're already dealing with a, a type of person who looks like that they may be in a sensitive mental state. Mm-hmm. If you have 
I don't even want to say resorted to because that seems pretty flip and negative. I'm sure there are many, many situations out there where somebody who is not incarcerated marries somebody that is incarcerated and it's beautiful and yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. The folks they chose to pick were people who seem to have all gone to a dating website, hotsexyinmates.com or whatever. First off, that was the biggest bomb that was dropped. Right. So I kind of feel like if you're that person who's like, I don't know, nothing's working for me. I'm going to go to somebody who's incarcerated at the moment. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of safe to say that you're in a sensitive mental state. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I can, if you told me the premise and told me all the things that I just said, I would say, yeah, that seems like people but uh, who are in a sensitive mental state, but let me see it. Now I watch it and I go, yeah, I, I'm kind of right. The people, the subjects that they've chosen to pick, each one of them seemed to have a sympathetic trait that where I'm kind of starting to feel a little bad for them in a certain way. Will that stop me from enjoying this episode? It didn't. It didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think let's I want to just go through the cast. I agree with 100% with what you're saying, but it did it did stop me. Um first off, we have Andrea 37. She's a real estate agent. This is season 1 episode 1 we watched, by the way. Correct. Um Lamar, he is 40. He had a robbery with a deadly weapon. He was in prison for 18 years. Um, and it's pretty fantastic the way they show sort of the tale of the tape, the the stats on everybody. They show like two pictures. This is my of, favorite part of the part of the when m- you're being introduced to the couple. They give you sort of a play card. They show they put the headshots of the two people up. One's a mug shot and one's like a professional shot. They give the name and the age and then um, their their stats. So the, it would be and, like Lamar, yeah. 40, robbery with a deadly weapon. Andrea, 37, real estate agent. Yeah. And honestly, that happened four or five times in this episode. And each time I got a kick out of it. Yeah. Each time we paused it and, and read it. Um, Andrea was my favorite. She's a Mormon. She has three kids. Um, she seemed like the most with it. You know, I think that when we were discussing continuing to watch this and whether or not we were going to watch the next episode, I think the only reason I would is for Andrea. Yeah, she was pretty good. She was great. I was really into her. Then we had um, Alla, I think her name was. Alla, Alla, A-L-L-A. Call her Alla. Alla, Alla. Whatever. 27, heroin distribution, five years. She's partnered up with James, 35, IT director. Yeah. Uh, James, let's call him Psycho Eyes. He has Psycho Eyes. It doesn't seem like anybody's driving. At first, I was like, this guy's in trouble. And then I kind of met, we met Ala a little bit and we're like, oh, you know, she actually seems a little bit more together than you, than she had been depicted, I think. Yeah. Um, also, you got to know about, what's the guy's name? James. James is also, was a vet. He, he, he was, um, he was a vet he was in the war. Oh, yeah. I thought he was mm-hmm. a divorcee. No, he was like, no, he is a divorcee, but his story was he was, um, I think he was stationed in Afghanistan and he was like a, like a tech geek. And when he got out of the service, he just went full IT, IT guy. Ah. Um, and, and then later you find out that he had a relationship for eight years that broke up, I think. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, yeah. He had a relationship that uh, that didn't work out. You know, he got a divorce. That's scarring in itself. The fact that the guy's seen combat as mm-hmm. well, one hundred percent, does something on a person's psyche to where he felt the need to go on this website and find a person who is incarcerated at the time. And, now, and, and I and I hate to keep bringing that up, but to me, that is a 
sign that is a red flag of a person's mental state. And and sorry to all my incarcerated listeners out there, but even you have to admit that being a normie on the outside and wanting to, th- there's got to be something that compels you that's not just like, I think it's hot. I think it's a savior thing, a safety thing for themselves, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, I need to be in a relationship, but I don't know if I can necessarily be with a person. A hundred percent. You know what I mean? And honestly, a lot of that stuff mirrors 90 Day Fiance. Yes. I, I, I've tried the let's go to the movies and go get something to eat and then try to make a move on a lady afterwards. I'm done with that. Yeah. I can't do it. I emotionally can't handle that. I need some physical distance, but I also need to know that somebody cares about me at the same time. Right. And if they're not going to be in Guam, then maybe they can be in uh, Pelican Bay. Yes, you're 100% right. It is emotional intimacy in the with very strong boundaries and those boundaries being cement walls covered in barbed wire. There you go. Um, Nick, I'm going to go through a couple more of the couples, but I'm wondering, do you want to know where they are now? Are you no, interested I'm gonna, in that? I, see, I was going to save this till later. I'm watching okay. the rest of this season. Next up is um, Jonna, Johanna, Jonna and Garrett. Um, so Garrett, 25, burglar, burglary and grand theft, seven years. Jonna, Jonah, 26, office manager. Um, Jonah's been with Garrett for, I think it was like four years. So she's 26. She, her, her, I would say entire adult life has been, um, centered around, a relationship with an inmate who she found one night late drunk looking the internet for single guys and I came, came ac- across his mugshot and boy oh boy <laughs> this is where Nick and I are very curious everyone else was explained like I found him on a prison dating um, site Jonas was just like I found his mugshot and thought okay. he was hot would you consider we saw his mugshot yes I would say that his mugshot um, he looks worse than he does now did you see his mugshot and go that's a hot prisoner yes i find him very attractive um because <laughs> there's like there was the viral sensation of the hot mugshot guy yeah um you put those mugshots together and one guy looks like a dud and the other guy that's not his mugshot ash that's not his mugshot that's his shot for the television show where he's got a nice haircut his mugshot he's got crazy long hair oh looks yeah like he's been on a bender you're right um, i still find him attractive but it's not <laughs> But not as cute as no, he is here. No, But uh, if you compare that mugshot to hot mug sh- mugshot guy, hot mugshot guy is like an Adonis compared yeah. to this other guy. And that's why he's married a billionaire heiress. Is that what happened to that guy? Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. Um, so they, she, this Jonah woman is suffering the most oh, from delusion. I don't know what's going on with her, man. I don't know what is going on with her, but I know what's going on with him and he wants to fuck. Yeah, he really does. <laughs> he is thing, so horny. Anytime he gets an interview he's like yeah she's just great and boy oh boy i can't wait till we get together and get and get in the bed i just really need to it's gonna be nice that first night i can't wait to see her and boy oh boy you know now i was kind of like boy this guy seems like he's just super horned up and like this is a woman that's into him and so he's like yeah whatever man when they do eventually meet because at the end of this episode we actually get most of these couples meet this is one of the couples that actually get to meet. This is the only um, one. Oh, it's the only one. We, we yeah. did see Allah. We see get her out, get, get out. out of, uh, yeah. Out of the, but we don't they, see they her meet him. But we get to see Garrett meet uh, Jonna. Um, and I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be weird. Like, the cameras are there. She's in this, like, kind of, like, maxi dress or whatever you want to call it. A little it. choker. Like, yeah. She's, she's like, sexing it up. She's really sexing it up. 
Um, and I was like, oh boy, I wonder if this is going to be weird. And honestly, when they meet, you get to see this guy breathe his first fresh air in whatever, four years. So sweet. And he brings a tear to his eye and he embraces her like I've never seen somebody embrace another person. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. There might be something to this here. Now, we did get to see in the trailer for this about what goes on, you know, little beats as they do to get you hyped for the whole season. doesn't seem like it's all peaches and cream in this relationship. We do see a trailer of Jonah in a wedding dress saying, please don't make me do this. So, yes, there's that. <laughs> and then we also have the sub story, which is her story, is the fact that she wants um, uh, Garrett and, and her father to meet. Yes. Her father seems like a cool dude. Got a ponytail. Really into her dad. 65 years old. Also hot. Um. <laughs> Well, your type really is different. Prisoner. I don't look like either of these guys. Um, so anyway, no, he he's just a real normal looking guy, but with a ponytail. And he's just like, honestly, just not into this whole thing. And At like all. for normal reasons. Yeah. Like, okay, so you're really doing this? Uh, all right. Well, okay. <laughs> Why do I got to meet him? You know, like yeah. this whole this high a, strung dad guy. He is reacting the way my dad would react if I was dating a prisoner. And he's like, um, he comes into the house and he does like the classic dad thing where he like shows up to her house. Like got to have with filter. A, with a filter <laughs> in his hand for like uh, her, you know, her exhaust system or whatever. Her house vent. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, I'm here to fix this stuff. Like I always do. I yeah. come in and then he's like, so what's going on? It's like, tomorrow's the big day. What's the big day mean? Garrett, the guy I've been dating for four years in prison gets out. Oh, so you're really into this, huh? It's like, yeah, dad, I'm getting married to him. Yeah. And I want you to be there. And he's like, I don't want to meet him. You know him. I don't know him. But I yeah. guess I have to know him. Like, I, I, all I know is that the meeting here is going to be real interesting because Garrett, on the other hand, his whole thing is like, I don't got to meet him. I yeah. don't really care. Both of these guys are like, we don't have to meet each other. And yeah. she's like, you have to. Yeah. And they're like, do we though? We don't. Neither of us want to. And she's like, it means so much to me. Garrett also has the look in his eye of like, because he even states like, listen, I don't care at all what people think about what I've done and how I've lived my life. Um, I'm just looking to get out of the here and never come back here. And I just don't give a shit about what anybody thinks. And then also you're hearing her tell him like, you got to meet my dad and him being like, I don't got to meet your dad. And something tells me that Garrett in the back of his mind is just like, if this goes wrong, I'll just tell this guy to fuck off. And yeah. if Jonna is upset about that, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I just don't care at all. Now, the thing that was interesting about this couple is with a, with a couple of these other couples, Lamar and Andrea in particular, we did not get any interviews from um, Lamar. We did get a lot of interviews from Garrett in prison, and we really got a sketch on both of these personalities. And I would say I did not think that these personalities would get along at all until the meeting Nick was talking about when we actually saw them meet in real life. And I thought to myself, this could work. Could work. I'm very excited to see what's going on. I think we're going to call it here. What about Scott and Lizzie? Listen, Scott and Lizzie, do you want to go over Scott and Lizzie? I do, I do. Okay, okay here, are the, do here are the stats. Lizzie, 39, DUIN bribery, eight years. Scott, 49, truck driver. The best part about Scott is his son, Adam. Adam's like 32. <laughs> He's just like, okay, my dad is being hoodwinked by somebody in prison, and I guess I'm just going to deal with it because he thinks she's hot. Now, now he knows this. Um, what's the dad's name? Scott? Scott, mm-hmm. Scott's like... Uh, yeah, she was kind of um, pulling my chain, chain and extorting me for a first couple of months. But yeah. uh, 
Eventually, she realized I'm a good guy, and she stopped doing it. And cut then, to an interview yeah. with her, and she's like, "Yeah, these guys are marks. Um, you meet them online, and then you get them to pay for stuff." But Scott was different. <laughs> <laughs> and Adam's sitting there like fixing his bike, and he's like, "Yeah, okay, Dad, cool. When she gets out, it'll be great." Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is interesting seeing because you uh, you got to see most of Lizzie's dating profile for this inmates uh, dating website. Yeah, and they were very se- as sexy as you could possibly be if you're taking photos in a prison cell and actually being a prisoner because um very very sexy and also i was thrown by the fact she's got like a desktop computer in there yeah in her little cell yeah i want to go to that jail yeah never happens on 60 days in mm-hmm. sure season three and four there were ipads but people were breaking them all over the place you don't even want one that makes you a mark so now we can wrap it up Let's i just wanted to get to adam folks that is the podcast we'll be back on uh, i believe uh, expect thursday morning for our recap of Wednesday's episode of The Challenge. Um, It seems like it's going to be a big episode uh, um, for drama and for some of the new characters to kind of spread their wings uh, from what it looks like. Maybe the infamous bear might finally see his day in the sun as far as getting a storyline on this episode that's more than him just hooking up with another person on the show. Yeah. So excited by that. Do us a favor. If you have any comments, suggestions for things to watch, please like email us and tell us to watch stuff. Like Ashley and I are sitting on the couch being like, what should we watch? And there's 10 million things to choose from. And then we just choose one, but we would love a little bit of guidance. Yeah. Um, so email us uh, realityblowspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and tell us there as well by uh, following us and talking to us at realityblowspod. Uh, you can find Ashley on her solo Twitter at Ashley B. Roberts. And you can find me on Instagram at Nick Maritato. That's M-A-R-I-T-A-T-O. And, uh, you know, folks, um, we had a really good time here. Um, I think we love all of you. And I think this is a good time to tell you and really Ashley and Lily, since she's in the room, that I'm going to prison. What the? I'm going to prison. Oh, my God. And I expect there to be love somewhere. There will be no love after lockup. What are you talking about? Me and Lily are hitting in the run. We're hitting and running. All right. On second second guess, I'm not going to go then. Uh, But we'll talk to you next time. Hey, I'll see you on X on the Beach. What? If you went to prison. I wouldn't do that show. Uh, I'd be on already the one looking for my one. What? Bye. Bye.